On this episode, we pick our Jedi teachers and explore the influence of the crime syndicates. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. Be aware, this episode contains spoilers from The Mandalorian. Okay, everybody, welcome once again to Voice of the Wills. I'm Matt Almuccio, and I'm here with Elena Source. How you doing, Elena? I'm doing awesome. Awesome. Uh, I heard that you trooped today. Is that true? Yes, I did. Uh, I was at the New York Jets football game with uh, some Rebel Legion, 501st, Saber Guild, Mano Merc members. Nice big group. Uh, it was cold as hell, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice, nice. Did you guys go out on the field or were you guys around the concourse? No, just in the concourse. I was kind of hoping we'd have like a little star moment, but, uh, no, they divided us up into small groups and kind of spread us out. Uh, it's a pretty large stadium. So, uh, we were in the nosebleed section. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's like the 300 level, 200 level and 100 level. And then there's a group that got to go into the suites. So they got to stay nice and warm. <laughs> oh, um, man. And then the rest of us got to freeze, but it was still pretty fun. Hey, there you go. There you hear Albert uh, Torres. Albert. Hi. Uh, hey, man. How you doing? Did you troop today? No. I no. Home yeah. Me too. I didn't troop. <laughs> I was warm. <laughs> no, what I ended up doing was going over to Taylor's and playing Last Jedi. Beat it. Taylor's a friend of ours in the 501st, fellow friend. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, Rodney Clark. Rodney, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. And yes, I did troop today. Uh, trooping with Saber Guild and some members of the 501st at a wonderful uh, uh, school over in East Brunswick, New Jersey. It was another, another great moment to see some kids smiling faces and uh, bring Star Wars to life. Nice. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and we were inside and warm, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Rub it in. Rub it in. Always, always. Seriously. And were you and your uh, Leia there, uh, Elena? Or I was not. I actually got um, added in at the last minute. It was uh, very limited um, as far as like the spots. Uh, so I missed out on the initial signups, but we had someone drop out, and I was next in line on the waiting list. Um, so I went as Geonosis Padme. Okay. Um, and the cape actually does not keep me warm, <laughs> so uh, it was still cold. I think that looks lo warmer than your Leia, though, if I'm being honest, but I could just be making um, that up. I think Leia, it's easier to layer underneath. Oh, that's true. Okay, fair enough. it's so nice and baggy. Um, <laughs> with Padme, she's wearing a skin-tight suit, so I can't wear too many layers under it. I tried and failed, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it was still a lot of fun. Nice, what about nice. you? 
Uh, no, I, I uh, did not troop. I've been quite busy with all sorts of stuff. Um, but I did take my daughter to Frozen 2. Um, and and uh, that, that was nice. I got to see the, the trailer um, before the movie, which, was, uh, which it's always good to see because it gets you excited. To, the uh, Star Wars trailer? The Star Wars trailer, yep. Tell and, uh, us every detail so Rodney can So hear. the one part where... <laughs> the, <with> the, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it's a... Hey, listen, it's not a spoiler to say I saw the trailer, right, Rodney? Is it a trailer? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> make it stop. No, you're good. Man. You're good. Um, and, well, uh, so we're recording this after, what's it been, three episodes of The Mandalorian. I do not feel ready to talk about the Mandalorian yet um, because um, because spoilers for that are some people still haven't had a chance to see something even though on Friday which was when the last episode came out at like seven o'clock in the morning somebody's posting spoilers <laughs> uh, people were on that like right away unless you watch it at the crack of dawn there's no hope for you no it was like I mean it wasn't a major spoiler but I'm like come on man like you, no, you gotta give everybody, you gotta give everybody is... like at least ten hours or something. Yeah, you would think. I feel like courtesy is twenty four hours, but people I think have just completely like thrown that out the window. They're like, nope. Truth be told, it's everywhere. Needs, it, has, you had to has be. Has everyone? Yeah, it's here everywhere. Watched it, though. I've yes. watched all three. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so can we at least talk about Baby Yoda? Well, wait, 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 we need to say spoilers before. Well, no, I guess too so. bad. Oh. If you have, if you live <laughs> under a rock and you listen to this podcast, there's a weird continuity issue there. <laughs> it, there's no way to avoid it. It's stolen the internet's heart and soul. <laughs> I should, I should say it's everywhere. I had a friend who I was talking to the other day, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. But he hadn't really heard much about like whether it was worse to get Disney Plus, and so he was debating <laughs> it because he, you know, I don't think he was interested in that much more on Disney Plus, and uh, and so he was still on the fence about it. And I was like, and he, we had a whole conversation about how he didn't mind spoiler spoilers. He goes for all the speculation stuff, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to show you this one thing, and then uh, and then you're going to get Disney Plus. And so I showed him Baby Yoda, and he was like, damn you. <laughs> okay but so we can clarify for those who if i mean i, I don't know how you haven't seen it yet but baby yoda is just a terminology that people have coined because as you may or may not know there there is no name for yoda species so we see a creature that looks like yoda so we just call him baby yoda because which or was another argument him... that the internet was having this week right you can't call him baby yoda like Ugh. come on or you what could you call, call it baby yaddle but yes. <laughs> that is not preferable because have you seen His name her? Is Kevin. His name is Kevin. Kevin. Kevin is what the internet has decided. Who's it? Or baby yodel. How's that? Yodel. Yodel. Baby yodel. There. Oh perfect. man. No arguments um, there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, well, we'll discuss Mandalorian later. That's not that's not the topic for today. So I don't want to get too. I mean, far there's only later. what eight episodes in the season, so we can wait and discuss it. After yeah, I feel like I feel like, you know, once it's all said and done, um, you know, we, we can do almost a, an episode based on it in some way. So um, 100%. there's a yeah. lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of uh, this is not spoilers. It's just uh, a compliment to the show. Uh, there's a lot of homo or homages, homages to uh, to to the originals. 
to the new stuff to the lore it's just it's bringing in all these little elements and there's easter eggs and it's just what the fans needed and if you haven't seen it yet you must watch it yeah uh, there you go i don't think anything else needs to be said at that point um i i want to get to our topic because i'm actually kind of excited about this topic because i think it's kind of fun um and it'll be interesting to see what everybody has to say um and so Here's the idea behind the uh, behind this week's topic. Um, if you were a Padawan, um, or I guess if you know, you could go either way, light side, dark side, depending upon how you feel today. Um, but if you were a youngling um, and you needed a master to teach you in the ways of the Force, um, who would you choose? Um, and uh, so I, I feel like I should go to Rodney first, but he might. He indicated that he didn't want to go first to us. I called not it. I was just going to you tell did the call not I it. called not it. But I, 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 so either he's got something really good or he has no idea what to say. So we'll just go with that. But, uh, but Albert, how about we start with you? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that bad. Seriously. Ah! Uh, you can do this. Just a flash wound. I got this. You right. got that. Uh, I want to know if you're going light side or dark side. That's really what I want to know. Oh, I didn't even take that into consideration. Ooh, you know what? I'm kind of on the spot because I was going to go light side, but now that you bring that up, hmm. Well, okay. So let's let's say you can do you can do like one and one if you if you need to or or whatever. But let's maybe we start light side and we come back to it on yeah, the dark let's, side. Still light side. It's a little more fleshed out, I think. More options. Yeah. All right. Then if that's the case, then I'm going to go with Obi Wan. Nice. Nice. I need Solid him to teach choice. me. I need you. To, I need him to teach me the ways of the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to have a happy landing. Yes. <laughs> in case, listen. In case there's ever like some type of like failure on a plane, I can be like, yo, you know what? He taught me well. Let me just let me just take this, sir. Everybody screaming <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing? Amazing. <laughs> is there a Star Wars reason now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you... Well. <laughs> well, Star Wars reason, I mean... Memes only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the memes, obviously, they're memes. But in all honesty, like, he's, like, one of the only Jedi, I guess you can say, that, like, had many, uh, you know, instances where he could have fallen to the dark side, yet he, you know, shrugged it off and, like, moved on. So, like, for example... It was a thing where, like, with uh, with Satine, right? You know, he basically gave that up in pursuit of the Jedi. You know, the Jedi teachings and everything like that. And even when she died, he never went. You know, <laughs> oops, <laughs> he never went back. Uh, blah. And turned to the dark side when she died. You know what I mean? Whereas Anakin, you know, he kept on, you know, begging Padme to, like, you know, like, oh, you know, get with me, you know, this and that. And then the day she, you know, she's, like, she's gonna die. More fleshed out than that. I know, I know, I know. So schoolyard, but like, get with me. <laughs> but essentially, you know, you're saying Obi Wan has been tempted, uh, or had many chances to fall to the dark side, and it's not, yeah. you're not even just with Satine. It's been a lot of. Uh, I mean, I can't think of him off the top of my head, but even with Anakin, like that. I would was say Anakin was a pretty big tough one, blow. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons, like, But he was, why. he's very resilient, or was, I guess. Uh, like, what's the word for it, really? Like, what, humble or something like that? Uh, 
No, well, he's, he was very strong-willed. To, yeah. That's definitely one reason to get look forward to the uh, Obi-Wan show coming out, too, to kind of see if they explore sort of how he dealt with... That's supposed Anakin. to take place, like, after he dumps Luke off, right? With, uh... <laughs> yes, after he dumps take, Luke take off. Take care of his role, baby. It's, 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 it's your problem now, not <laughs> mine. He, like, throws him off the speeder. All right. <laughs> there you go. Go be a sand boy. <laughs> go be a moisture easy. farmer. You got this. Yeah, he sees, he sees Owen day. there, and he just flying by in the speeder and just tosses him. Yeah, catch. like, okay, catch. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, Obi-Wan's definitely a, a good uh, a good choice. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm currently in the, in the in the mode where I'm making my next costume and it's going to be in episode 3 Obi-Wan. Um, <gasps> I, I love a lot of the things. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, you make a perfect Obi-Wan. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, <laughs> I don't say yeah, but I'm hoping I'm oh, excited have, about it. Yeah, I'm perfect. Yeah, totally. but but no, I've got some people helping out with it. with it, and uh, I've been working on. I've actually been working on the beard itself. You know, I, I when I whenever I uh, when I, I uh, you know trim my beard, I'm always looking at Obi Wan's and trying to figure out exactly how to to shape it. And you gotta get, get the floppy done. hair too. It's, the, it's yeah. beard. Well, that, that that part I that part I can't do without um, prosthesis. We'll say. So I'm oh, going to. Uh, can you get a wig? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's exactly get, get what I'm nice saying. Get a nice lace front. Yeah, I'll get you. Maybe I'll ask for. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you know better more about wigs than I do. Because oh yeah, I don't hit me really... up after. I'll help. Okay. I got you. I've been asking. I've been, it's it's been weird. I've been asking people about all sorts of stuff, and it's 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 been tricky to find out. But anyways, uh, Obi Wan's definitely one of those uh, those legends, um, and uh, one of those guys who just uh, he you you see that he's centered. Even though you may not agree with everything he does or says, and you see this in in the books too, he's one of those guys who's just very centered in the force. And and like uh, Alvaro was saying, um, you know, he has all this stuff, you know, go pretty crappy in his life. Yeah, he's um, probably like the prime <laughs> example of a Jedi. That's you know, every I think every Jedi has faced the dark side in some way, and some more than others. And Obi Wan's definitely faced it in many instances. Yet kept his head up above the water and uh, stuck to his beliefs, which is pretty, pretty awesome to see. Cause not all mm-hmm. Jedi are like that. Um, <laughs> Anakin, <laughs> um, <laughs> Quinlan boss. <laughs> um, but he, that yeah, he's pretty, shots. pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and I mean, how, how rough is it that Yoda is like, uh, you need to go kill this dude. <laughs> When he has to go face Anakin, like that's a, that's a pretty Or does tall... he really like straight up? Because, I mean, this is not the first time he does it too. He's like, when he has to go face Maul too, he's like, okay, you got to go take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> Against my better judgment. Mm. This, is, this is your problem. Yeah, man. you just you, like you to go send Obi-Wan on, on a killing spree. <laughs> but don't forget the assassination mission on, uh, on Dooku too from the Dark Disciple book. They all got yes. together and said, all right, let's yeah, take this right. dude out. So they became like almost contract killers, you know, in their own little way. Mm-hmm. But, but, but Obi-Wan had a lot of problem with it. And that was always, I always thought that was interesting with the way yeah. that Obi-Wan thought about it. He was, he was, he was conflicted on that one. I think Even, a, a bunch of the Jedi were kind of seeing them 
turn on, well, uh, according to some of the lore in the books, some of the Jedi were kind of like, that's not what we do. Oh, but you, we've been commanded to do it, but that's not what we do. That's not the Jedi way. Um, right. You know, and I think that was part of why some of them kind of went back on it. But Obi Wan being the true Jedi, I I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> and uh, you can refer back to our earlier episodes on a full flush, fleshed out discussion on this. Uh, I don't remember which episode number, but we definitely talk about this in depth. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, Elena, what do you got? Uh, so this, at first I was like, oh, this will be easy. And then when I actually sat down to think about it, I was like, ah, there's so many cool Jedi. Um, <laughs> I think I want to, it's kind of basic, but I want to say, uh, Qui-Gon. Okay. Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Liam Neeson. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with his special set of skills either, right? <laughs> Stop it, stop it. <laughs> so I picked, uh, I was actually debating between, uh, or I was about to say Quinlan Boss, uh, Qui-Gon and Master Plo Koon, because um, Master Plo Koon has that like, very like, chill dad vibe. Uh, and is chill very, vibe vibe. very like, comforting. Like, I mean, his relationship with Ahsoka is like, oh my God, yes. Um <laughs> But I was like, you know what? I, I know more about Qui-Gon, so I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Qui-Gon's a really cool uh, Jedi because he um, he kind of was a rogue, but not in a bad way. He was just very... Um, and like I rant and rave about him in another in a previous episode, but his, his level of compassion for people is just really... Um, I don't know. I, I love that about him. He's and a very thoughtful. He's a very thoughtful Jedi. Like he, he is. You he's know. not. He's not like a dumbass. So like you know, even though Obi Wan is always like, oh my god, if you weren't so blah blah blah, like you would be on the council. And he's like, you know, I don't need that in my life. I like being <laughs> out here chilling. You know, I just, I, I don't know. He kind of like he goes by the Jedi like code, but in his own way. And I think that's kind of why I admire him. So I'd be like totally down to be his Padawan. He has, his, he has his independent compass where it's not, you know, he doesn't just blindly follow the Jedi Order. Exactly. And Obi-Wan is, 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 not to say the opposite, but he, he's pretty strict in following mm -hmm. the Jedi uh, code, which is not a bad thing per se. But um, I think because Qui-Gon kind of goes by his own moral compass, it, it's a little bit more admirable because it's like he kind of, you know... <laughs> makes Doesn't his he... own decisions but you can see that they're not like he's not it's not out of malice or anything it's just um he kind of has a different view of the world and um maybe that not to say his downfall but like his compassion maybe was more than like of another jedi but i don't know Doesn't i can't do it follow the whole profile doesn't he follow more so the will of the force of anything? The living force. Somebody yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's a good point to make. So like yeah. I don't even I like I'm, I'm trying I mean, to like explore it a lot in, in uh, put it all in it? words in... and I can't, but Albert, he just nailed it. That's it. He he's definitely more about like, yes, this is what the force w wills. This is it. Midichlorians. We're done. <laughs> Midichlorians yeah, sleeve boys. The master and apprentice, though, like he he they he talks about that a lot. That, really, like, I haven't that, read that yet. Oh, I was about. No, to it's okay. It's okay. I mean, then. I'm sure. I think that, that, that actually makes that. interesting because some of the things that you said at the beginning of this conversation, 
you might have a different opinion of after you read that book. So go, <laughs> go read it. <laughs> I'm yeah. behind. I need to catch no, up. Not in a bad way, but just like it just would change a little bit of the, just a little bit of a few of the is things. It, is said. it about has like his motives or his like train of thought? Uh, I can't do it without spoiling it, man. It's okay. Like, All right. There's an unexpected thing that kind of like starts and starts the story off a little bit um, and uh, and sort of comes full, you know, all the way around in the whole book and um yeah it, it it changes your perspective on the way he behaves in revenge of the sith all right i'm going i'm i'm, I'm going by uh wait what <laughs> i was waiting for wait, somebody hold to up that. are you talking about obi-wan <laughs> or qui-gon qui-gon he's not in revenge what about of the revenge sith? of the sith not revenge of the sith i don't i meant to phantom menace i don't know why i said that there you go <laughs> that's why i was like did i like have a brain fart and then i missed no, something you said I, did. <laughs> I, was, I was like I wait who are we talking about um no uh, okay so it. i was gonna say that i'm going i'm going based on my judgment of him in phantom menace i mean i'm sure there's a lot more to him in the books maybe even in some comics um yeah. but yeah so that's my answer there you go. There you go. Uh, Rodney, do you, uh, would you like to go next? Bro? Yeah. Um, I definitely want to shout out to Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, I, so believe, <laughs> I think what you were trying to say, uh, Elena, is that Qui-Gon's interpretation of the Jedi Order's uh, mandate was different than others. And it's pointed out <clears throat> right in the first scene of, of uh, The Phantom Menace, uh, between the dialogue between him and Obi-Wan he says Master Yoda says I should be mindful of the future and he cuts and says yes but not at the expense of the moment so there's like a, a part two to what the teachings are another angle part of the teachings part two you know and, <laughs> written by Qui-Gon <laughs> yeah and like all uh, laws teachings philosophies there's different ways to interpret it and I think that's what kind of gave Qui-Gon some depth and showcased the um, the conflict between him and the Jedi Order was that they all read the same sentence and and they understood it and interpreted it one way, but he interpreted it something different because he yep. would rely on what he called the living force, and the the force put him on a path to be different, which is why he was able to discover the the concept of force ghosts and you know how to maintain your identity within the force once you transition and all that stuff. So. Uh, definitely shout out to Qui-Gon Jinn. He was, you know, mm -hmm. un unlike the rest of the yeah, Jedi. Yeah, because you see, you see Yoda go through that whole process in Clone Wars of, like, learning how to... Uh, I don't know what the technical term for it would be, but to, like, be a Force ghost and, like, still yeah. be still be uh, chilling after death. Um, yeah. And it, was, it looked like a pretty difficult journey for him. So if, for Yoda, it was, like, something difficult and, like knowing that Qui-Gon was able to master that, it's kind of like pretty respectable in, to his character. Mm -hmm. But my, mm -hmm. uh, my, my, my first round draft pick is my man, Mr. Quinlan Voss himself, the, the rogue Jedi. <laughs> Interesting. You know. But I'm more interested in seeing how he would be afterwards because going by the uh, Legends version of him, he, mm -hmm. he was the master to Ayla Sakura before he lost his memory. And his story. I don't comics, actually know much about the legends stuff. I gotta, for I gotta hook you up with those comics, kiddo, because they're really interesting. So imagine this is a, the Dark Horse comics, right? Yeah. So he's essentially a Jedi. The first 
the first page of the comic book, he wakes up in a burning room and he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know he's a Jedi. He doesn't even have his lightsaber. So he just acts on instinct. And what makes him more interesting is that he, he basically is an undercover agent that uses the force and, and, and his ability to, uh, it's called psychometry, which is a feature that's actually in the new game, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh, the being echo able to, thing, right? Yeah, being able to touch something and seeing the history of it or who, who had it or, you know, the, the, the history of it, I guess is the best way of saying it. Um, whatever, like there's like a, a, a memory linked to yeah. whatever object he touches. Yep, yep. so he's able force. To, to glean I was so excited that. when they put that in the game because you only, I think as far as in the canon, you only see that in Dark Disciple, I think. Yep. I mean, All I'm not him, totally yeah. sure, but I think that's, and like after Dark Disciple, there's not, I don't think, there, is there anything else on Quinlan Voss? Because I don't remember, if, was he still a Jedi? No. Yeah, he, he, he was... According to my uh, research and such, he was still a Jedi yeah, after Dark so. Disciple. He was redeemed, retrained, and allowed to remain in the Jedi Order after the events of Dark Disciple. Was so he, he still like a um, Jedi Master? He was a Jedi Master, right? Correct. He was a, a Master okay. at that time. Um, Does he, he still hold that rank? I... I don't think you get demoted. But I guess like you don't have to be a master to have a Padawan because Anakin had a Padawan. Yeah, he, over, he had uh, he had Ada Secure as a knight, so you can have a Padawan as a knight. Oh, okay, okay. Um, cool, interesting so, so, choice. Yeah, so like you know, it's, I think a lot of his adventures would be like a buddy cop movie, and oh, you 100%. know, where where as opposed to having like the 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 tight, uh, you know, the the, the tight lipped by the book guy, you've got a rogue to where it's like, you know, he went undercover as a, uh, like an arms dealer and he actually ended up like... Uh, he gets his hands dirty. Yeah, he, he definitely does. And he, at the end of the day, even in Dark Disciple, even in uh, the original comics, he maintains his belief that he's doing it for the good of the Republic, you know, and he does some shady things in the name of the, of, in the, name of the Jedi Order and, and once he starts to shift his focus on finding the Sith... The you know they all search for what we now come out come to find out is Palpatine, like he's he goes all out, and, and you know it's it's like does the ends justify the means, especially when you when you commit murder. I mean he kills a senator, which is you know obviously yeah. against the Jedi. There's code. a lot of stuff that goes down in Dark Disciple, which we, I mean I at no, least I mean, highly in the, in recommend the comics, reading. He actually he, he, yeah, he, he kills a senator. Oh well yeah yeah yeah. So but like, it sounds like from what you're saying, a lot of it is kind of not to say recycled but they pull a lot of stuff from legend not a lot but there's yeah, a, a good chunk they of elements did. that they're pulling from legends and like i definitely saw in uh the canon yeah yeah so quinlan to to summarize it he's like the undercover jedi like we saw kenobi do it super with the super cool tattoo Absolutely. Actually, there's three. There's two on his face. The one you rarely see because it's right where the hairline is. There's two triangle arrows on his forehead, and then the really? one across I didn't his know face, that. and then there's one on, the one on his arm. So um, that's all based off the uh, the the Kifu K I F F U, which is the planet he's from. They're like tribal tattoos. Nice. Um, so so sick. yeah, he he goes undercover a lot, and the way that they kind of refocused him with the. Uh, with the the Clone Wars is he's he's the, the the recluse and you know he's kind of a hothead but 
Yeah, Obi Wan definitely is like, oh my god. Yeah, and it's it's a good pairing uh, with the by the book Kenobi to have this wild card. Who, I love, yeah, I loved watch having them like team up because they're just the complete opposite of one another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good pairing. So that's my choice if I uh, could choose. Nice, nice. Well, you know what I find it interesting is that um, all four of us picked somebody different. Um, so um, the Which, who'd you pick? Uh, yeah. here, well, here we go. So my person that uh, mm-hmm. that I picked to be my um, teacher is actually Kanan. Um, <gasps> yes. I, yeah. I mean, I, I. First of all, there's a lot of things about his character that I really like, but I also like the idea of him as a teacher because he was an incomplete Jedi. And so there's an element of him, um, there's not, there's no arrogance to him as a teacher, um, and I like that about him. He's sort of saying, there's a I don't have all the answers, setting. right, I don't have all the answers, we're going to figure this out together, but I'm going to guide you to be uh, the best Jedi that I think uh, that you can be, um, I'm going to give you my experiences as, as I see them. Um, and, you know, I mean, he goes to that whole point where he thinks he's not good enough to teach and has to realize Sweet that he's insecurities. Right. But I, I like that element of him um, in that he, uh, you know, he's he it's a it's it feels like a very much a partnership between uh, him and Ezra. And um, I like that idea in a, in a teacher where it's it's and, and as a teacher, we're constantly working on this, the idea that, you know, um, we're more of a guide in a lot of ways. You know, the the best that teaching can happen when you're guiding somebody to what they need to know and not just, you know, all the time saying, this is what you need to know and this is what you need to know and this is the way you need to be and all that, but you're helping them discover it for themselves. Um, and, uh, and I just see that in Canaan as, as a teacher um, and, uh, yeah, so you have some uh, cool insight in that aspect. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, and I, I just, I mean, I really enjoyed his character. Um, and, and, and I, for I, those who don't know, because there are actually quite a lot of people who are like Star Wars fans, but have never watched Clone Wars or Rebels. Um, so Kanan, uh, you can see him in Rebels a lot. The main characters, actually, <laughs> but uh, uh, and he's also in. Uh, there's a comic run called Last Padawan, uh, which yep. is really, really good, and made me it cry is. before I even knew who Kanan was. This was like before I actually watched Rebels. I read that comic and I was like, "Who the heck is this guy?" And I'm like reading the story, and it's basically like because uh, he was a Padawan during Order sixty six, so that's why it's called the Last Padawan. Um, right. Which I guess now with Fallen Order, it's not necessarily the case, but I guess whatever. Um, no. uh, so so the fact that his story, before I really even knew who his character was, made me emotional in the comics. Just like kind of, you know, you can make the judgment for yourself, but uh, really good. No, and that's, Rebels, I mean, Rebels that is a kid's show, him. but I highly recommend watching it. No, Re- Rebels is awesome, but I also like, I mean, the, he's got a different perspective because um, unlike... Uh, Qui-Gon or an Obi-Wan, um, he becomes really a full Jedi um, after Order 66, um, and he reject. He actually even rejects, yeah. right? But he re- he rejects it um, initially, um, and you see that in well, A New Dawn, especially um, if you've not if you've read. I'm that. reading that right now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler. I think that's pretty. No, it's okay. I mean, I kind of know what happens, but like, I'm just well, like waiting for him and Hera to get together. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I've uh, I've always just related to him the most. I think that I think maybe what it is is he makes it. He's a relatable guy in terms of being a Jedi, um, and uh, and he ha- he has a good uh, moral center to him too. He's uh, he's skeptical of things when it's appropriate, um, but he trusts the force when he needs to, um, and I like that as well. Um, so so there you go, Kanan Kanan awesome. is my guy. Although although I would take uh, I w- I'm not sure about I, I I I'm not sure about Voss, but I would I would take uh, Qui Gon or Obi Wan as well. Um, those were, those were definitely uh, in my, my thought process as I was trying to figure out. Um, you know, interesting. Yeah. None there's, of it, none there's of it. a lot of there's a lot of really cool Jedi. I feel like though you don't really get too much of a sense of their characters though to kind of. That's why I was saying like Plo Koon is pretty cool, but like I don't actually know too too much about his character, so it's hard to kind of uh, make a judgment in that aspect. But um, as far as like who would we want our Sith? masters to be i think we should definitely save that for next episode because like i agree i agree i we thought we were gonna it. blow through this one but i'm kind of happy we fleshed no. out our choices yeah i mean interestingly enough though none of us said yoda which maybe that's just because he was like too uh, i think the choice, fact that we're or... all in love with baby yoda we're like Ugh, old yoda kind of <laughs> looks like a raisin <laughs> i'm just kidding we still love yoda is, it, is that is that your is that the next meme from you Oh, please make it a meme. I'm go. just like, I, I know now, like I play Battlefront too. And I'm like, Ugh. Raisin Yoda. I don't want him. We want baby Yoda. I like, I would die if the dice team would create like a baby Yoda skin, but that would never happen. <laughs> and now a word from our friends in the IHOP network. Hey, this is Sean. And I'm Will from the Dudes in Toylands podcast. You're listening to the International House podcast network all right so now we're going to get into our main topic um which this one i guess it's inspired by solo but there's so much of it in the star wars universe um that uh that it doesn't necessarily need to you know only talk about that um but that is uh talking about you know sort of diving into how big an influence were the crime syndicates uh, in the galaxy and we might need to look at it at different time periods um a little bit differently um, but certainly we get we get into a different aspect of the crime syndicates in Solo, um, seeing uh, Lady Proxima and her, her whole gang, and then getting into um, uh, Dryden Voss and 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 his crew, and then ultimately Dawn. getting to Crimson Dawn, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so there's and and then hints of other parts like the hints of the huts, right? Um, but um, are we staying but, strictly to this time period? That is a good question. I think we well, let's let's start it off here and see where it takes us because there's a lot of different I mean, we're sort of an in-between time period, so I think that that would be tough. Yeah, um, so uh I mean, we could start by saying that like uh the five biggest like crime syndicates uh in the Star Wars universe are Crimson Dawn, Black Sun, uh Crimora Syndicate, Huts, uh Pikes, uh yeah that's five (laughs) um and the reason i think they're like the five biggest ones is because as far as like throughout 
all of like the known uh like canon those are the five that you kind of see the most of and have the most um influence on the main story i guess you could say um and and a lot of it isn't isn't just in the movies it's also in the books and comics and tv shows uh you see um how they play a pretty big role um and like i said crimson dawn's one of them and you see that a lot in solo like you said and we're starting to see more of it come to the forefront a little bit it was it was almost like a subtle thing in the background even in a new hope you know, there's the there's the sort of, you know, uh, Han Solo smuggling for Jabba the Hutt. But it was sort of, in, you know, sort of in the background. Um, but now it wasn't a yeah. big focus. Yeah. Right. Right. But we've seen it. in, 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 in I mean, it was a big part of the Clone Wars. Um, you know, the all all of oh, um, huge like the um, what was it when uh, the Shadow Collective um that Maul organized uh, right. when they seized Mandalore, or yeah, I guess the first time Mandalore was seized, uh, right. <laughs> that was like the Black Sun and, and the the Pike Syndicate. Um, yeah, I think he, he basically held them all hostage and took them over, even including the Huts. Yeah, the Huts he, were uh, there too, and then uh, that all uh, went to sh. And the uh, the Huts resisted it pretty badly, and then he killed one of the Huts and took out all of Jabba's guys and. Um, pretty much took it over, but you know, I mean, I th I think like they're setting second. up to explore. Yeah, they're setting it up to explore it a lot more um, with the way that they left Solo. But um, yeah, because it'd be interesting to see how he. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, if you haven't seen Solo, it's been how long now? But <laughs> no, that one, that one, I'm okay with seven o'clock in the morning for Mandalorian is. Oh no, yeah, early, so but, he but he's that. the he's the kind of like behind the scenes uh, head of Crimson Dawn. He's definitely not a very public figure because Dryden Voss was the main head of that before he got sliced up a little bit. But <laughs> was uh, I mean, I'm not quite sure the structure of that because he definitely implied that he was he was reporting to somebody. Um, so I don't, I don't know. So, I don't, that's what I I'm mean, saying. He was the, like, he was the public face right. of Crimson Dawn, but really Maul is the kind of the behind the scene. He was the main guy. Which is what, which is what he did in Clone Wars too. Cause he had, uh, what was the name of the prime minister? Gosh, I'm forgetting. Um, but the one that, that they'd found was corrupt. And, uh, then when he needed a figurehead after he decided that, oh, uh, um, after he decided that Pre Vizsla was, it? uh, was no, going to turn on Sun. him. I don't remember actually. I think it was Black Sun. What do you mean? The name of the prime that minister? That was the that was like the no 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 not the prime minister but I think that was like the group that he was. Well, he took over. Yes, he took over Black Sun. But then when he was on Mandalore, um, and he tried to um, he they, he took it over and he wanted Vizsla to be sort of the head. But then Vizsla decided to turn on him. Um, then he decided yeah. that he. Needed I think that was that was the collectively figurehead. the shadow. Of... Right. Shadow Collective. Right. But he, anyways, he did the same thing that he did that he did there, which was to install somebody to be the figurehead because he knew that uh, that he wasn't the person to be the face of it. But what's um, interesting was his his kind of like main motives behind the two instances, because for um, the Shadow Collective, it was to um, uh, to defy like the Republic and the Separatists, because like knowing that. Uh, Sidious was manipulating the war. I think it was his way because, like, that's where he kind of like loses control because Sidious goes and faces off with him, and that was like, that was his like main objective was to like defy 
Palpatine and, and be like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> he, well, he would definitely want to get on his radar, whether he wanted him to, well, he wanted to sort of get back in his good graces and have Palpatine come and say, join me again, or whether he just wanted to take him down. Yeah. And then, and then with Crimson Dawn, was, it was yeah. like different, but like, you don't know much. They don't really go into that. I mean, they were supposed to, but who knows if that's going to happen. I hope so. Yeah. That's still rumor and stuff at this point, but it'd be interesting for them to explore, but it's sort of a different I mean, I guess that as aspect is a little bit different than like your main um, crime syndicates in the way that we see them. Like the the huts operate. The huts are very much the mafia. They're right? probably like, yeah, they're probably the biggest as far as like what's been fleshed out in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. The huts yeah, yeah. are the biggest uh, crime syndicate that we can definitely explore. And as far as their influence um, in the universe. Yeah, although although. It's it's not always clear exactly the what they're trying to do, except for, except for <laughs> they're yeah they're just per portrayed as the mafia, right? They even have like the five bosses of the five families or something is like it that. Five? I mean, they have like it's the hut like the hut counts. Oh, I guess it is five. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's five. And, yeah. There's five families. So yeah, that would make yes. sense. Um, right. So they they're very much meant to be that's like pretty. The, like, yeah. The, yeah. You come here. You sold me on my daughter's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we could start off with the huts. I mean, you see them uh, in like Clone Wars where they were controlling the trade routes in the Outer Rim, which right. was like essential mm -hmm. for the Republic. So that was like definitely a big thing. Right. And interestingly enough, the Republic negotiated with them, right, to try to get the trade routes that that was the that was yes. why they, they saved his, uh, Jabba's son. And that was what Dooku was trying to undermine. Oh, yes, yeah, with um, Zero the Hut. Ooh, I'm yeah. <laughs> That's my impression of that little that weasel. Was, that, no, that was exactly right. That was perfect. I love um, that little hut. <laughs> Can we, like, talk about the fact that Jabba has a son and then it's, like, never mentioned again? Like, where'd he go? <laughs> what happened to him? I'm more thinking of, of, what was it, Zero's mother. That one was a little bit. Oh. She was, like, she was, like oh. eight times the size of all of them. Ugh, yeah, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just nasty <laughs> yeah no, um, no thanks no 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 but um but the the huts were definitely a uh, uh, thought of as a major player um and you see that in, in a in the phantom menace right because uh they they got they the don't pod go to tatooine right they don't want to yeah well they don't want to go to tatooine because it's controlled by the huts and so it's you know they're definitely they know known. they're very aware yeah, and, and it's and not just—it's it, not just Tatooine. I mean, uh, I don't know—I don't remember when they introduced Nar Shadda. So I don't know if you guys know. Do you guys know that the the, the or it's like the Smuggler's Moon? Do you know this planet? Uh, vague, vaguely, I'm trying to. Remember. Um, so I think for me at least, I know a, a little bit more about it just because it's it pops up in the comics so much like the different comic runs it's it's crazy how big this uh i mean there's like the self-titled comics where they have a, a, a run or not a run like a volume called uh like smuggler's moon or whatever they like go to the smuggler's moon um but you see it i think in in like vader dr afra um but it's essentially uh evil coruscant it's a it's like coruscant this giant urban planet uh this like the home of like a very large criminal underworld and it's um it's uh, one of the moons of now hutta which is the home world of the huts essentially uh so that's a really interesting uh 
planet we could m at least mention because that's where a lot of goes down essentially <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah you know it's you know, you know it's actually interesting i don't know and you know rodney i don't know if you if you've ever noticed this but in the in the prequels uh, era we get a lot of discussion of the different crime syndicates um which um is supposedly under the republic but once we get to the empire um we don't hear or have as many stories about it. And I feel like the references are more towards that all of the crime, it goes through the emperor. Yeah, um, I think maybe they kind of, uh, they, they brought order to the galaxy. <laughs> so right. uh, as long as you operated off their radar, they probably didn't mess with you too much. I mean, you know, one of the one of the bigger, I guess, I don't want to say crime families, but I'm a big fan of the Pikes, and I love the fact that they don't appear to be so tyr tyr tyrannical. I guess is the word. Like they just kind of sit there. You know, the guy smokes on his pipe, and I was gonna they, say because like the, their main thing was like their spice runners. the spice the spice uh, cartel spice. that they, yeah, the they had going trade. on. And the guy just sits there. He's all calm. He's like, hey, man, you know. Do you think just, spice just, is supposed to be like their equivalent of like weed? I think no, it's, I think I it's, think it's a, much a, harder. A it's a harder stuff. drug. Well, oh. the, there's there's different okay. versions of spice. It's true. Spice, spice is just strains. Yeah, well, different I, strains. <laughs> there's there's also legal. I think like weed laced with LSD or something. It wouldn't death sticks be like weed? Yeah. Well, no. No, that sounds like a hard drug. That's more like the name is Death Sticks. <laughs> I think that that's the sounds, like Chris, spice seems very chill, you know. Oh, and man. then Death, Death Sticks, Sticks is Death just Sticks, sounds. Death Sticks sounds like you can get pretty lit. That's well, what I'm saying. It sounds like a pretty you, like. I mean, the guy the was planet. in a club or at a bar, like giving that. Well, out, maybe it was like, ecstasy. It, given okay. the setting, maybe that maybe Death Sticks is, would be a form of ecstasy. Um, but go, which is a hard drug. Yeah, uh, going into some of the lore, and don't ask why I went down that rabbit hole one night. Um, there's, <laughs> according to the Wikipedia, there's some forms of legal spice and some forms of illegal spice. So that's so, why it makes sense. It would be like, like their Goya. equivalent of weed because it's like medical spice and recreational spice. <laughs> right, and Just also saying. if you um, th there's a there's a reference to spice runners. I think in episode one. Somewhere on Naboo, somebody says something about like spice, spice mines of Naboo or something like that. So it's like legit. People know about it. It's out there. Huh. And I think I in some cultures. Naboo had some. Mm, had yeah, some of yeah. that good, good. I don't know. Well, you know. Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm going to go. So, somebody <laughs> says something it. about spice mines of Naboo. I think Are you sure it wasn't spice mines of Kessel? Um, Who no, knows? There's, there's, been there's, the there's too much yeah. sometimes. You can't keep up. It, it could be both. But I, I think that um, th those guys were just, you know, y you didn't really see too much of their strong arm where, like, the huts were feared. They were gangsters. The Pikes, you just went to them when you wanted to party. Yeah, the um, Pikes, I don't think they, they, like, I don't know if there's much on them after, uh, Well, like, they pop up in the last season of Clone Wars because that's one of the last places that Cypher Well, because they joined the Shadow Collective. Yeah. They do. And, and, but, and like, after that, that, like, during the Empire, like, were they really... Well, I mean, they, they pop up in uh, Solo. Oh. That's a spice okay. mine that they go to 
mm. right there, you know. And while this, you know, is that, was that conf- oh, is that being confirmed? Yeah. I'm not sure because, like, I because I just rewatched that and I'm still. Oh, no, you're right. I'm oh sorry. well, no, because you know what? If, a... if because Crimson Dawn was talking about their delicate relationship with the Pikes. Oh, yeah. that's right. It, so, but that, that wasn't a spice mine. I'm sorry. That was the mine where they were getting the unobtainium or whatever that they were chasing. That uh, the stuff. Hyper drive. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But like mm-hmm. they they were kind of mellow. You know, even then, like they've got these the slave laborers going on, and well, they're no, they're definitely not Crimson Dawn because Crimson, no. like Crimson Dawn, is like the def- I think they're they're worse than the Huts, honestly, because like you read about um, the kind of how how Crimson Dawn came about, like the fact that they went and just like cut out the tongues of like women and children is a little rough. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's run by Maul, so yeah, it's pretty. Uh, no, this was before. This was before Maul, I think. Oh, really? Because you read kind of like what Crimson Dawn was before it was like actually Crimson Dawn is like how it was like this. I don't remember what the name of the group was. It's too much information. But like it started out with this like this pretty like ruthless group of people that were like going around and like getting resources and just being like absolutely merciless. And then it, it kind of became Crimson Dawn. But that's the thing. There's not that much in terms of backstory and how Darth Maul came to be the leader. But I don't think he was initially the leader. Another thing that um, we got to keep in mind is that the the slave trade um, was was a big deal. Uh, You know, we first get introduced to it if you look at episode one. Qui-Gon, you know, Tez, you know, slavery is still legal in some parts of the galaxy. And even in Clone Wars, there's some Republic worlds that slavery is cool you know it's part of the oh tradition. yeah what was the name of that it's like weird the, the, like the cat, cat people. people i think they yes, the cat people i think they may be from <laughs> Cathar, cause that's Cathar the cats like movie that we need thank you Wait, the cat people the cat people weren't they separatists i think they were separatists they yeah. went on the planet originally to yeah, but you have to understand that even though that they were at war i think that they were there are still like there is there are some people who are separatists but they weren't like evil count dooku level they were yeah. still like normal, so ideal, idealistic separatists, right? Idealistic separatists. Yeah, so they were still like yeah. going, abiding. I'm pretty sure by like whatever universal law was, but they just like because they they had like a whole arc where they had their own like senate and that they were trying to deal with issues diplomatically in terms of like. Well, I'll spoil. So I'll spoil a little bit of Master Apprentice because this comes up in Master and Apprentice a little bit, but that's fine. But there's a whole part where, like, they're talking about being able to go and stop uh, slavery all over the galaxy. And it just becomes the fact that they can't, there's not enough of them to do everything. No. Um, from a Jedi perspective. And so. But also, um, too, they, you see it in, uh, you, obviously, like, the Empire was very uh, involved, I think, with that, too, because they were. Right. Snatching up Wookiees and stuff. Yep. Yeah, slave labor camps versus traditional slavery. You know, you, you have right. a, a you have a, a, a oh, mix I of guess ideals. yeah, that is because like even well, like you... some of the, the Twi'leks, like they were used to being enslaved, so it was part of their. I hate to My say poor tradition, Twi'leks. but you know, it's it's something that's not like they weren't the Twi'leks didn't fight against slavery because they were used to it. You know, no, and so, then you see it in the first episode of Rebels is when the the whole first mission is to go free the Wookiees who have been rounded up 
for slaves, um, you know, because because they're strong to be good workers. Yeah, man, the Wookiees really just like constantly like they even in Jedi it, Fallen yeah. Order, like one yeah, of the first missions it. on Kashyyyk, it's like, go free the Wookiees. Oh, my God. You know, and then after and uh, yeah, in a Aftermath, the second Aftermath book, I think, is when they like the whole plot, you know, part of the plot anyways, is for them to go free uh, for Han and Chewie to go free uh, Kashyyyk. Man. Let my people go. Give them a break. <laughs> um, well, Albert, let's let's turn this a little bit and say that and talk a little bit about there are some people involved in sort of the the crime syndicates who are you would you know ultimately end up becoming actually heroes um, and pretty major heroes. Um, you know, when I'm thinking specifically about Han and uh, Lando. In that, you know, they've sort of, you know, for different reasons, I think Han, because he grew up in uh, sort of, you know, in this in in this being part of Lady Proxima's group and, and Lando, I think, doing a little bit more because he's got a little bit of a business angle and he knows how to work that that area. Um, but not everybody who's sort of a part of that uh, part of crime is necessarily a bad guy. Um, because, um, especially during the empire, it seems that crime was, was almost a more, eth well, not almost a more, but it was as ethical as anything else in the empire. What do you think? Well, in terms of like, basically who's bad and who's good and stuff like that, the way I see it though, like from watching like multiple movies and stuff like that, everyone's in the galaxy. I, I, the best way I can sum it up is everyone's a bit of a <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, and the reason why and the reason I say this and the reason I say this, right, is because like they there's so much that goes on with like oh hey, you know, you had the republic or you have the empire and they're there to establish order and yet we have so many, you know, things that are kind of messed up like the slavery and everything like that. And the only thing I can truly say when regards to when either someone is bad or good is just looking at those who are force sensitive is you know jedis are obviously the good guys and the sith are obviously the bad guys in the event with like people like smugglers and bounty hunters these these are just people who are trying to get by in the galaxy they're it's you know? they're serving like it's it's really like self-interest yeah that's like, why i was gonna it, say i don't think that lando and han are a good example because okay. they're not necessarily part of these crime syndicates. It's just them like doing work either for them or like, again, they're, it's kind of, they're just doing it for themselves while these people who are within those crime syndicates, they're, uh, they're doing it f for that. Like you can even look at, uh, what the heck was Woody's character in, in solo? Uh, I can't remember. Beckett, Beckett. Beckett. Woody. I like you said Beckett, Woody. Woody Harrelson. Uh, <laughs> uh, he wasn't part of Crimson Dawn, even though he was working for them. But you could see that the reason why he was doing that was because, like, he owed them money. He was doing it because he wanted, like, he did. He took a job. He wanted money for it. And then he got himself in a fickle. And then, like, he's like, oh, God, like, I owe them money. He's like, I feel like people who are part of, like, the syndicate are kind of, like, Although that's, you know what, now that I think about like Kira, although Kira, like, I don't know, she 
She was nah, the bad she, guy, she I guess, was, in the she end. She worked for the syndicate. I don't no, think, she was the bad guy in the end. I, I yeah. don't think that Beckett worked for the syndicate. Like, I wouldn't put him on the roster. He was kind of like work for hire. He wasn't fully employed. He was like work for hire, you know. I think it was more of a strong arm tactic. Like, you're going to do this, period. Like, you don't cross him. You don't say no. And if Crimson Dawn comes knocking on your door, you either do it or you die. Because, yeah, they had that, they had that influence, and he knew that he would get killed if he didn't do anything. It was more of a, I think it was more of a, like a loan shark kind of situation where, I mean, we owe him money, then obviously he borrowed money at some point, and that's how you get hooked up in some of these scenes. 100%. Uh, in real life, like, hey, you want to borrow some money? Hell, here you go. You know, use it up, and then they come knocking. That's how they like, thrive. Oh. That's how this the yeah. crime syndicate thrives, mm-hmm. essentially. That's all well, I think is. it's, that's why I think maybe the time periods are very different, because the time period of the Empire, because crime is going through the state essentially right through the empire um it was more moderated because they had more of an influence i think but but also you you gotta imagine and i I, this is it's not fully fleshed out but you gotta think that that poverty is much more rampant that you know i mean you think about uh corellia corellia they're everything they're doing is to produce for the empire um and you know and you're siphoning like resources from Right, Planets. and so if he's helping, and if he's helping out, you know, you see him, you see Sidious helping out the Empire, or is helping out the crime syndicates, uh, and working with them. Um, that you know, the the best way to to get a kickback is to work work, work with him. But how many people have the resources to do that? And if the crime syndicates then have power, they, you know, they're employing slaves, they're doing all these things, so. I think, you know, that's why I said maybe during the time of the Empire, um, you know, good or bad being a part of these crime syndicates was a little different than maybe during the time of the Republic. Although I could be wrong, but, well, you know, when when uh, many, many, many worlds are sort of flourishing, um, it seems like the crime syndicates are just trying to take advantage of it. Although there is a lot with, you know, how the banks take advantage of everything. Oh, and, the- yeah. I mean, honestly, unless you read every single comic, because I feel like the comics really are the uh, it's where they flesh out more uh, of the the different crime syndicates and how they operate. Um, if you read every single comic book, then maybe you could really get a better idea of their influences throughout different time periods. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to really say unless you go and do all that research but um i guess it's safe to say though that they've 100 percent had an influence uh one way or another whether they were um a nuisance or they were serving the government the current government <laughs> uh, yeah they they certainly have a uh certainly a big 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 impact and fuel we, for the uh, plots uh, yeah, and we haven't <laughs> seen too much of it in the sequel trilogy, so we can save a little bit of that to see if there's anything. Although they me- they make it up with the Clone Wars, I think definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you see a little bit of it in the sequel trilogy with uh, Uncar Plutt. Like he's definitely not a on the up kind of guy. Like I feel like uh, by then, though, like whatever crime syndicates there were, it was very sparse because of the Empire's hand in the crime syndicates, I feel like a lot of them maybe had lost 
some sort of revenue, maybe. Well, you I have the know. guys that uh, that There's came out solo. Uh, yeah, well, those dudes. I forgot their name, um, but I think they just kind of operated more. The idea that I believe you're talking about Black Sun. Yes, is that who that guys were? The, the, the ones that got on the With ship. The Gamorrean guards. I actually, don't. Know. No, the guys that got on the, on an episode in um, the guys that came after Solo that he double crossed. Oh wait, not no. In uh, in the Force Awakens, he borrowed money oh, from. I know what you're talking about. Oh, the, the either, two, I was yeah. I would assume that those were another two crime syndicate crews that. He kind of double crossed both to like Conja Club and Guavian oh. Death Game. Oh, there we do have yes, to rem- yes, yes. yeah, we do have to remember that there are like maybe safe to say hundreds of like different. Uh, you mean I, I mean you got like uh, Hondo Onaka's gang. I mean they're pirates, but you can call that like its own thing. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of some other ones. Area um, where people who don't have affiliations to the, pride, the empire. Pride is one you see, but that's in the comics. Or uh, in, you know to the republic, but I would assume that they're they're being used by either side, because when it comes to like managing resources, you don't want to lose a whole bunch of troopers to get a wrath uh, rankthar rathgar whatever the thing that rathgar yeah <laughs> so like so you you would hire you know these small band of dudes who may take the cash Thanks. and they're expendable. Why lose a thousand stormtroopers when I can pay these guys five hundred credits to maybe bring it back, or you know maybe not five hundred credits versus a thousand stormtroopers may may be cost effective. So yeah. I, I would think that the the new republic, the empire, uh, and, and maybe even the old republic at some point in time made use of the crime syndicate families because it made it easier for them. Much you know, just like needing to use the hut trade routes. So we have to, yep. you know, we got to find baby, uh, baby Java in order to keep <laughs> our relations good. The little hutlet. You know, so I think they definitely have a place. (laughs) But like any good crime family, you don't know they're there because they're lurking in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, just to kind of wrap up and bring it full circle, I think we're going to start to get. And again, I'm going to get we're going to kind of save this conversation. But we're starting to get a little bit of look from a different time period at similar type of crowd on the Mandalorian. And uh yeah, and I mean it's definitely a little different. So, and I don't want to. I'm kind of reserving anything because I don't think we really have enough information to say too much about it. So we'll revi- revisit that later. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, every the only, the only thing that I'm not liking about the Mandalorian is that we have to wait every week to get the next episode. I was about to say, like, what are you going to say that you don't like? <laughs> no, it's just killing me each week. Oh no, yeah, just like, but I think uh, they're I doing that one that. for for to keep the hype going for the next couple months uh yeah. nope that's it that's the only reason i think at least it's not as bad as the original clone wars where you had to wait like i don't know i think a day i mean a week was it just to get another 15 episodes i mean 15 minute episodes i was gonna say 15 episodes is a lot. <laughs> oh, no. uh, about, like old clone wars minutes. right like the 2d the old, yeah. old, 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 yeah. it was like two minute episodes yeah, yeah so i don't want to hear it well that's that free oh, trial sh- you know you, you don't want to get a, somebody to sign up for that free month watch all the episodes and then cancel their subscription you gotta stretch that money out man I think I think they I know uh, some people who tried to do that and then they're like wait there's not all the episodes what the heck? just wait <laughs> just wait so just gotta wait it out I mean out, it's man. not that expensive honestly I don't know why people are complaining <laughs> Well, because it adds up. You, you got cable for the internet, and you got Hulu, Netflix, now Disney well, Plus. Don't really need all this. 
Cancel well, it. You don't need Honestly, any of all them. All I need is Disney Plus stick. at this point. <laughs> you got a fire stick. You don't need any of them. But that's a whole oh, different right. topic. Of, speaking of pirates. Yeah. Pizzas, yeah. Well, <laughs> there Amazing. we go. <laughs> Rodney <laughs> is actually Hondo. Secret bunker. His secret bunker. That's right. It's the only way I can get true signals to pirate it. I got my pinfall <laughs> hat on. That's how I watch the episodes. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, um, let's. Uh, go through our own social media. So um, ours is on um, Twitter and Instagram at the Wills Pod, um, and we are also on Facebook. And we have um, the Wills Podcast at Gmail dot com to reach us. Uh, additionally, Elena, where can people find you if they would like to? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Elena Strikes, with all the other links to my social media in my bio. Awesome. And Albert, how about you? You can find me on Instagram via CC22795. And yeah, you can find me. All right. No. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> Rodney, what about you, bud? You can catch my Zanny adventures at Lord underscore Dread. That's D-R-E-A-D. And if you want to get me, your best bet is to just send stuff to our show stuff uh, directly. But if you really want to try to get me personally, you can get me at BMTN1111 on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and you're yes. still not going to tell us what all those ones mean, right? It's my birthday. It's all it oh. is. <laughs> it's not that Why? around. See, you li- you like, you've been listening to the past few episodes. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what that is, but not today. Like, with, <laughs> like, like so suspenseful. It's my birthday. It is my birthday. <laughs> Great, cool. Okay. okay. I mean, I mean, my uh, my. What is that? It's all the ones, man. What can I say? Now it's lame. I mean, Mike, my, my uh, TKID is actually wow. my birthday. Your TKID, yeah. There you go. Wow. My birthday. <laughs> my TKID is my birthday too. I think most people are just like birthday. <laughs> my, mine is not mine. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, nobody wants to see all those singles, so. <laughs> Oh, it's true. What do you, I, you think they were even available? It wasn't Probably even available. No, I look, the, I the first person who signed up was like one one one, or yes. one two three four. One two three four. Back when it was cool. four. As a math teacher, I had like all these different like ones that I was trying to look for. I was like, oh, somebody already. You know, there's plenty of nerds who took up all the cool Aww. mathematical ones. Oh my god, you're such a nerd. I, I proudly, proudly, proudly. Good for you. Okay. All right, guys, next time uh, we will talk to you uh, with another great topic. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.